coming at you on, uh, on a Saturday. It was a, it was a tough week for the boys, especially for our friend Lee Murray, who won't be joining us today. Uh, Warner Brothers working him to the bone. I was there, There's got to be some sort of labor laws in there or something that he's got to go get after, get some money recouped. Lee no longer is with the back check. He's back check. He's with Javier Bardem right now. He's not. Uh, he can't. He can't contribute this week. But hopefully, we'll be back to the normal schedule next week with Lee joining us. Um, it's it's a good week three. There's a lot of uh, I don't know. It's it, it's there's some enticing lines out here, Tommy. Uh, there's some more so than last week. There was a lot of big spreads, and this week, uh, you know, maybe a little more evenly matched games, and also some some games where I think there might be some uh, value for some people out there. So um, let's get into it. And this is this is a surprising line to me as well. The Chicago Bears visiting the Atlanta Falcons. And while I wouldn't bet on it because it's Mitch Trubisky, the Bears are 2-0, and uh, and the Falcons have somewhat been a uh, dumpster fire, uh, even since last year. Um, obviously, last week, their somewhat historic loss to the, to the Cowboys. I think teams in some sort of situation were 440-0 and zero in, in uh, whatever timing and scoring or whatever. You might know better, Tommy, but... The Falcons became the, the the one team that like lost a game after some absurd score. Um, I mean, they were down twenty to nothing at some point, and then uh, they were up pretty late in the fourth quarter and still managed to lose that game. So um, I understand, I guess, why um, you know maybe Vegas thinks, oh, you know, the Falcons probably should have won against the Cowboys. We'll keep them favored at home, but they're zero and two, and the Bears are two and zero with a pretty stiff defense. So uh, the fact that there's three and a half here is a little surprising, but at the end of the day, it's Mitch Trubisky, so I wouldn't feel that confident in it. Yeah, um, I really, I had the Falcons picked as my survivor team. I'm not going to lie. Up until I, I made the 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 smart choice, and I think I took the Colts with I'm going to I'm going to join the rest of America and you know die with them if the Colts lose this weekend, but. Um, the Falcons, they are 0-2. They, they got losses against the Seahawks and the Cowboys, who are probably two of the better offenses in the NFL right now, the Seahawks especially. Um, and, and my kind of handicap with this was just I think that the Bears, I'm going to kind of fade their offense, and I just don't think they're going to be able to score with the Falcons. And while I think the, the, the Bears' defense will do a reasonable job of containing them, um, I just think this Falcons' offense is, is firing in all cylinders right now. And they are 0-2, but... This is kind of more of a fate of the Bears, um, who have gotten wins against you know the Lions, who are finding new ways to depress uh, Adam and, and Lee and everyone in the Metro Detroit uh, area every week. And then the Giants last week, which you know I've been a Giants hater all year, but you can make some arguments that they probably should have won that game, or at least were in a really nice position to win that game last week against the Bears. Um, and and you know, lost in all this is Trubisky is looking like a okay quarterback and isn't looking like a liability that he was last year and all of a sudden this Bears team is squirrely I think if their offense can get stuff going but I'm rolling with the Falcons to kind of get their first win of the season and more so just kind of fading this Bears offense in Trubisky's play yeah that's definitely fair and I think this this Bears team is somewhat reminding me of the one from two years ago that just kind of scrapped and clawed their way um to you know, uh, an NFC North division title and then to the playoffs where they obviously lost on the, on the parky kick. But um, I, I don't know. I, I was just a little surprised to see that the bears are favored by three and a half. I mean, I, I guess I understand it, but 
Falcons have a great offense too, so it, they do. Three and a half. I mean, if it was three or two and a half, I feel like I'd be a little bit more. I would want to lay the points with the Falcons a little bit more, but I think I'm going to stay away. I do have them in a parlay um, with San Francisco and Tampa Bay, but uh, we'll <laughs> we'll get to that San Francisco team later. Uh, that is, you know, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, the the Rams are visiting the Bills, and Josh Allen is looking like. Uh, I mean, there's still, uh, you know, every once in a while you get that classic overthrow or, or what is happening here. But uh, two straight games where he's thrown for over 300 yards. He's kind of looking like a like a changed quarterback a little bit, which is uh, scary for the NFL and especially the AFC East. If uh, you know he can keep that up and the defense stays strong, the Bills are favored by two and a half. And frankly, I know the Rams have had a really good start to their season. They beat Dallas and they beat Philly, um, but I, I kind of like the Bills here to uh, even cover. Yeah, Clep. Um, I like the Bills too. I, minus two and a half. I think you know, similar to the Falcons, I'm I'm much uh, you know more ready to lay those type of points at two and a half rather than three or three and a half, or even take them on the money line minus one twenty five. Uh, you touched on it. I mean, Josh Allen. He still, like you said, has the occasional overthrow. Um, but I I think that you know this is just kind of a vote of confidence in this Bills coaching staff, this Bills offense, and still a little skepticism on my part of the Rams, who I who have. Albeit they've been impressive this year. The, the offensive line, which I thought was going to be a major issue, hasn't you know shown the that seaviness that I was expecting. And this defense is is playing well too. So, but I think you know this Bills defense is much better than the Cowboys and the Eagles defense. And I'm going to kind of try and fade Goff here. And and Allen, I don't think really needs to throw for 300 yards. I just think he needs to continue to play his his game style and and you know have a couple big plays to Fon Diggs or John Brown, whoever it may be. And and have good defensive, uh, some good defensive play on the other side of the ball. So I'm with you, Klepp. Uh, probably not touching this line, but I do like the Bills. This is a big game for the eight and a half ticket. Oh, it's huge, huge. <laughs> Got the Giants next week for the Rams. It's just this is not not looking good so far. Um, the Washington football team is visiting the Cleveland Browns as seven point uh, underdogs. Uh, the Browns showed. Semi-impressively against the Bengals, the defense was still uh, definitely a big issue, but at least the offense kind of awoke from their major, major issues in week one against Baltimore. Um, I'll pick Cleveland to win this game, but at the same time, betting on the Browns, minus seven. I mean, the the Bengals had a nice backdoor cover uh, when they played them in week two, and just the thought of putting any money on the Browns minus 333 on the money line too seems like a horrible idea, especially after the, what Washington was able to do in week one against the Eagles. So uh, I'll pick the Browns straight up, but I would I would stay far away from this uh, dumpster game. Yeah, I'm staying far away too. Um, really pumped to see Jedrick Wills versus Chase Young in that yes. matchup. Uh, you know, yes. I think that's going to be – that's going to be awesome, and I think that will kind of, you know, is a nice little analogy or whatever to, to you know, what type of – because the Browns we saw last week against Cincinnati when, when Baker's afforded time, and it, it looks like Stefanski's starting to really kind of play to their strengths. They're getting chubbed the ball. I think this team is, you know, maybe the Ravens are just really good, you know, and uh, and maybe the Browns are, are a solid team that, you know, isn't in the upper echelon of the NFL but is going to compete. I'm with you, Clep. I'm not touching either of these numbers, but – I'm really interested to see this game, and as a guy who has been kind of the Washington apologist, I want to see this offense tr- start to do a little bit more, and maybe that's just kind of a, too big of an ask because I do think that Washington's defense has has kept them 
in both of their games, even though they gave up uh, you know a huge stat line to Kyler Murray last week. Um, they had a chance in the second half of that game to you know at least cover or make it a little bit more of a game, and it kind of Haskins is yet to really you know show his his worth really. So um, I'm staying far away, but I am I am picking the Browns, and I am excited to watch the uh, the offensive line defensive line matchup in this game. Um, the Tennessee Titans are going to the Vikings, and uh, this is one of my the the lines that I liked a lot this week is the Titans minus three uh, in Minnesota. Uh, I guess I'm I'm just jumping on this Vikings fade train after I picked them to yep. go to the <laughs> NFC Championship game in our in our preseason uh, predictions podcast. But uh, I mean the Titans have had two you know pretty close games against probably inferior opponents with the Broncos and the Jaguars, but the the Vikings have just looked like absolute trash uh, through through two weeks, and I just think I just think the the Titans are are a very solid team. Um, Tannehill has been efficient. Uh, he hasn't been quite as explosive maybe as he was last year, but he's definitely um, not making as many mistakes, still throwing uh, for touchdowns, and the defense in, in Tennessee is is good enough as well, and that's kind of been a big issue with Minnesota this year, which is, is somewhat surprising. So uh, I just I kind of like the Titans here to um, just cover the three points, and I just think they're a much more solid team all around, and Kirk Cousins hasn't given me – uh, much reason to think that uh, he can pull off kind of an upset here at home, especially with with no home field advantage. Yeah, and Klepp, you got this number probably at like two or two and yeah. a half, right? Or whenever you tweeted it, I know that was probably the most opportune time. Um, I took the the Titans in another uh, money line parlay with uh, Green Bay, um, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely on the Titans and the Vikings. I mean. I didn't think they were going to make the NFC Championship, but they definitely were my favorite for the NFC North um, this year. And it looks like their defense has regressed. The secondary is even worse than it was last year. And then offensively, I mean, geez, I just don't even know what to say about this this Vikings offense. Um, I don't want to put it all on Stephon Diggs, but it looks like they just aren't really as explosive. Um, and, and Cousins ultimately just really isn't is playing awful. Is not is looking like one of you know a bottom half of the league quarterback, which is. Is not good, and Especially then Clepp, not good after they give him an extension. Oh, yeah. completely, and and you know you summed it up nicely with the Titans. Um, you know, I, I the Titans I think are kind of proving what I really thought about them throughout the, the whole offseason. This is a solid defense. They play hard for Vrabel, and Tannehill is like you said, he's efficient, and they're going to be able to run the ball with Derrick Henry. And despite not having AJ Brown, I still think that so much of their passing attack is kind of bore out of their ability to to run the ball. And I still will take the Titans. Minus three. Um, I just think they're a better team than the Vikings. But from you know a Viking standpoint, this is I think this is a must win for them. Um, you know, may, I think we might be getting to that type of territory with them. But uh, yeah, I'm on the Titans as well, Klepper. Yeah, it's a little more difficult this this year to know when teams are in must win games with that seventh playoff spot kind of dangling out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. but um, yeah. for sure is a is a big spot for them, um, especially when you consider the NFC North with. I mean, there's a, there's a chance both the Bears and the Packers are three and zero after this week. So, um, yep. let's go to the Raiders visiting. Oh, also Anthony Barr out for the year too for the Vikings, which yep. is, is not good. Huge. So, um, the Raiders are visiting the Patriots. So this is another line I really like for the Patriots. Uh, minus six. Uh, Bill Belichick forty and fifteen against the spread, coming off a loss uh, in his career. Uh, I think the. The Patriots are a really, really good team, and that and that showed in Seattle. Uh, I think the Raiders are frisky. 
But um, when you go up against a coach like Bill Belichick, I think that he's going to be able to do enough on defense to make that Raiders offense uh, just more ineffective than kind of New Orleans was able to make it. Um, and so I, I, I just lean Patriots. I, I like what has happened there so far. And so with Josh McDaniels and Cam Newton, I kind of just see them getting more comfortable and just getting even better on that side of the football, even without – um, you know, kind of receiver weapons, and Edelman's been carrying that torch uh, just just fine. Yeah, Clep. Um, I don't really have a position on the on this on either side, really. I'm definitely on the Patriots. Um, you know, I probably if I had to lay points, I would lay the Patriots minus six, and it kind of comes down to their pass defense, which I think. You know, you look at the box score and you look at the game last week against Seattle, I think that's just a testament to the kind of offense that's that's going down in Seattle right now. But I still think this Patriots pass defense is one of the better pass defenses in the NFL. And got to give the Raiders credit. Um, had the Saints plus a half on my five-leg teaser. Just needed them. I sweated out all Sunday. KC minus two and a half to keep me in the game. And uh, the Saints go ahead and blow it. Blow it on, uh, on Monday night in Vegas. But... Props to the Raiders, man. Um, they're a scrappy team. Uh, their defense, you know, I think is uh, scrappy. And then their offense, I think they have they have an offense that can stay in games. But I this is more of a vote of confidence from me in the, the Patriots' defense overall. Um, and I, I'm expecting a win. And, you know, as long as they're able to run the ball like they have been with Cam Newton and he's able to stay healthy, I mean, this team is, you know, definitely I think is probably the third best team in the AFC. So, um, I'm going to roll with the Patriots as well, uh, especially coming off the, the loss in Seattle. Uh, the Niners visit the Giants. I don't know. Do you want to start this one, Tommy? I have no idea what to think of this. I mean, you got Nick Mullins in there. You got George yeah. Kittle might not play. The Giants are 0-2. He's not. Okay. He's, yeah, yeah. Kittle's out. Kittle's out. Um, I mean, I took this, you know, I didn't pick the Niners in Survivor last week because I wanted to pick them this week, and then they go ahead and lose half their team to the Jets, and uh, that's why... You know, you don't want to use that logic in Survivor, but I took the I took the Niners in a in a money line parlay with Tampa and Atlanta earlier in the week before the Garoppolo news came out. Um, I still think the the Niners are the right side here. Um, you know, uh, this probably is an is an under look. I think under forty two and a half sounds good to me. Um, you know, the Giants have been a little frisky, but I still believe in this Niners defense, and I still think that the, despite not having Nick Bosa or Solomon Thomas, I still think they're going to be able to generate pressure on the Giants offense, and, you know, I mean, I just, this is, you know, Shanahan versus Joe Judge. I'm going to take Shanahan every time. Um, and and Nick Mullins hasn't shown horribly um, in, in the times no. that he's played. I guess, yeah. What I would say is, how much of a downgrade is Nick Mullins under uh, over, uh, you know, over Jimmy Garoppolo? Which, you know, Garoppolo I think is definitely better than Nick Mullins, but has shown at least in the Super Bowl and throughout, he doesn't really elevate the team in, in certain ways. And so much of their offense stems from the rushing attack, which, you know, losing Raheem Mostert is is obviously a blow. But I think having Je- uh, you know McKinnon, uh, Michael Hasty, and uh, Jeff Wilson, they're still going to be able to run the ball. I think with with relative ease, and I think this is going to be a low-scoring, ugly win for the uh, 49ers. Um, yeah, the Giants fall to, to 0-3 then. Not a good start. Yep, not, not a good start at all. Um, the Bengals are, well, and other, oh, lastly, how often do these West Coast teams play two weeks in a row in New York? Well, is that often? It's interesting you brought that up. I, they requested that. Interesting. They requested that. 
they because they stayed in West Virginia this week. Yeah. Um, where and the Rams had to go back for some. I don't know if it's a COVID thing, but the Rams played you know in Philly last week, had to go back to LA, and now are traveling back out to Buffalo. And the 49ers played at MetLife, went down to West Virginia practice this week, and are going back to MetLife. Um, and I think a lot of you know they all were complaining about the turf. That's why a lot of people got injured at, at MetLife supposedly. And I think. The Kittle news is more of a precaution of them, you know, not wanting to risk him for the rest of the, uh, the year. Yeah. So that's my, my, my little two cents. Um, the Bengals are visiting the Eagles in an interesting game for both of these teams. Um, Eagles are at a bit of a crossroads, wouldn't you say? Oh, my gosh, yeah. And, and we got a, a four spot on this line. It was at six and a half for the majority of the week. Obviously, a lot of the, the steam has come in on the Bengals. Um, the Eagles, I mean, I don't really know what to make of them. Carson Wentz just isn't playing well. I, I think that's kind of the defense, you know, is fine. They're obviously not what they were a couple of years ago, but Wentz has just looked awful. You know, looked like a clear step below Goff and Dak, at least from his own class. And this definitely, I mean, I'm going to take the Eagles to win. Um, but I really like the Bengals plus six and a half earlier in the week. I did not get it. Um, but I think that's probably the right side. I'm going to stay away from this, and you know I think this is going to be a good game, but if there's ever a get-right spot, I think, for the Eagles, I think this Cincinnati defense, uh, this is definitely a spot for Wentz to kind of get his mojo back. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, if, if not now, then, like, when, um, which yeah. is why I'll kind of be on the side of the Eagles here, um, despite the fact that the Bengals have been frisky in, in two straight games. Um, yep. The thing with... You know, when we can talk about Wentz, and yeah, he's had a bad season. I just didn't really think, and Alshon Jeffrey might be back this week, um, but I just didn't think that the Eagles did much in the offseason to really fix their receiving core. Uh, they drafted, yeah, they, they drafted Rager, but I mean, obviously, that's a yeah. that's not a club guy, and now Rager's hurt, yeah. so it's like it's kind of you're in the yeah. same situation as you were last year. Mm-hmm. So just just earlier well, and on. I- and I was seeing, um, I was seeing something on, on Twitter about he's making the right decisions, but he's like shockingly inaccurate, yeah. and he's he has the highest interception rate of any starting quarterback I think right now of like interceptable passes. He's just not playing well, um, and I'm sure some of that has to do with the offensive line kind of being in tatters again. But so much of what made the Eagles frisky last year when they had this awful receiving core situation and all the injuries, I think, was once his play and kind of him being a gamer and playing well last year despite you know all the surrounding situations so um this you know we could be seeing some some Jalen Hurts talk in Philly you know I I don't don't know this is just I never would have thought that Wentz would be the issue in in Philly but he has been just straight up not good but you know it's still early and this they need to win this game but this is even this is probably the biggest must win game of the week especially with the Cowboys winning like they did last you know just getting that from God, you know. Yeah, last the, week, I mean, so. you know, Eagles fans can call for Hurts all they want. You know, you got your ring, so just you yeah. don't get any sympathy yeah. from from exactly. From, from yeah, just enjoy your ring. All right, it, it was nice that it happens yeah. for you guys. You know, enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Um, another interesting Owen. I mean, a lot of interesting Owen two teams. We talked about the Eagles. We talked about the Vikings. Texans are another one of those. You know, Owen two mm-hmm. teams. That's just like. You know, are they gonna, you know, break this slump here, or are they just gonna be one of the, you know, more mediocre to just below average teams in the NFL? Um, everyone was criticizing the way that Bill O'Brien ran this team in the off season, and now they run into a Steelers team that has a, a very, very good defense. 
still hasn't figured everything out. I mean, last week against the Broncos, they <laughs> made their fair share of mistakes to allow Denver to stay in that game. But uh, I just I think the Steelers win here at home against the Texans, and the Texans fall to 0-3, and you start – you know, it's not going to be as loud as the the calls for the heads of Matt Patricia and Adam Gase, but I think you're going to start hearing some questions about uh, Bill O'Brien. Yeah, um, the the Texans are really interesting. I mean, they've they're opening up against arguably the three best teams in the AFC with you know KC, Baltimore, and now Pittsburgh. Um, gun to head, I'd probably take the Texans plus four and a half, and maybe that's a result of kind of you know I had Pittsburgh last week against Denver and. The way that they let Denver stick around, I think if you play that way against Deshaun Watson, he's gonna he's gonna make you pay for that. Um, and then on the other side, you know, Roethlisberger has been a clear upgrade over the the Duck Hodges uh, Mason Rudolph combo that you had last year, but still, you know, isn't playing at an, at a high level necessarily. Um, gonna t- gonna take the Steelers to win, but uh, I kind of like the Texans a little bit here. Um, I think this could be a potential get right spot for them. Obviously, you know. The Steelers are a really tough opponent, but I think the Texans can play up to their level. Um, and I want to see them get Will Fuller more involved. He didn't get a target last week. So <laughs> I think he's I think he's your best receiver. Get get that man involved. Um, so I, I think I'm going to pick the Steelers, but I, I kind of am really interested in this game. Yeah, it's, it's going to be one of the 1 o'clock games definitely to uh, definitely to watch. Now the Lions, I thought, oh, no, okay. For some reason, I thought the Lions played at, uh, at 1. No, they're in that. That four o'clock, four twenty-five slot. Oh, it's because my Yahoo is set to Pacific time. That's why. Yeah. I saw that. T- I saw that time on my fantasy, and I was confused. All right. Um, the the New York Jets, the listless New York Jets, are visiting Tommy's survivor pick, the Indianapolis Colts. Plus eleven and a half are these Jets, and uh, nothing has gone right for them since training camp, basically. Um, it's it's tough there. I think Gase probably uh, is on his last Gase, leg. Gase is a disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> they kicked a field goal down twenty one or whatever it was last week in San Francisco. Like, what are you doing? I I just you know I love my man Sam Darnold, man, but this team is just it's brutal. You know, I think Makai Becton has been arguably the best rookie so far. I mean, he's been unbelievable at holding down the left tackle spot for them. And I think that's a nice, you know, silver lining. But, you know, you're rolling into this game with Chris Hogan, Braxton Berrios as your two receivers, and Frank, a 37-year-old Frank Gore, and uh, Chris Herndon, who I thought was in for going to be in for a big year this year, uh, you know, is just not really being utilized that much by Adam Gase. They're using him as a blocker, I think, a little bit more. But, you know, I was avoiding picking the Colts and Survivor because I thought the Jets might be a little live here, but I think that a lot of that came from my Darnold bias. And the Colts, this is they're just a much better coach team, a much better team. And I would probably take the Jets plus 11.5. I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I won't touch this game at all, but that's a lot of points. Um, but the, you know, I, I hope that the Jets lose this game and Gase is fired because it's time to just pull the plug. It's, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's funny because both, I mean, at least, um, I don't, I'm not sure, but like we, we were both calling for Gase, like just hire enemy. Same with the Lions yeah. too. It's just like, what are we doing? Completely. Like, are we really going to slam our head against the wall like for another season? And Yeah. Whatever. I guess of all seasons to do that, like the COVID year, I guess so, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's tough. And I mean, you know, this is, team is going to be primed with a, 
potentially the first. I mean, they look like the worst team yeah. in, in the NFL right now. So, and as much as I love Darnold, like they're gonna if they have the first pick, they're gonna take Trevor Lawrence. Or they're gonna trade Darnold to you know the Steelers or the Vikings or something like that. So or the Colts, um, or the Colts even potentially. Yeah, I mean, I just this, this is not looking good. And but I do think the enemy is gonna be the coach next year there for what it's worth. I think that's a good call, club. I want him in uh, Detroit. Yeah, that'd be great. Or uh, it's something in Detroit. We brought up Urban. Bring him in. Bring in Urban Meyer. Yeah. I'd love that. I like that. I like that. I'm a big Buckeye guy, so you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Panthers are visiting the Chargers. This is an interesting one, and uh, I kind of need mm-hmm. the Panthers here for the the six uh, for the six wins. To, yep. to come through, Herbert is going to start after the wild punctured lung situation with Terod Taylor. Oh um, give me the Panthers. I'll, I'll stick on yeah. this hill. This is this is probably my last week on Panthers Island. Hey, the defense man, looks uh, uh, as bad as you said it would be. Yeah, their defense is awful, and not having C Mac definitely is going to hurt. But you still got some great offensive weapons, and, and Teddy B I think has has been okay for them. Um, for me, this is, I mean, if Tyrod was playing and this was the line, uh, I definitely would be on the Panthers, but Herbert is a clear, is a clear upgrade right now. And even though he made a completely boneheaded mistake on that second and two or third and two, whatever it was, where he clearly could scramble for the first down, throws across his body and gives Kansas city a second chance at life. Um, I think this Chargers team is kind of live with Herbert. I mean, this defense, I think, is is truly stellar. They can get after the quarterback. Um, they have a great secondary. And Herbert, I mean, I think if you're a Chargers fan, you'll take Herbert, the the uh, the ups and downs of Herbert, um, rather than taking Terod, who's going to get you, you know, 16 points a game and hope to win every game, you know, by three points and off the, the strength of your defense. And I think Herbert is primed to tear this Panthers defense apart. Um, Cornelder is your, is your second corner. I mean, come on, this is, I just, this is not a good matchup, I think for the Panthers with Herbert playing, but that being said, he is a rookie and now he has a, a, you know, a week of tape against Kansas city. Well, against and, him. and a week and, where like the chiefs had no idea they'd be playing Herbert. Totally. You know, so, I mean, and that's not to say that to discredit Herbert from, you know, having a really decent game for his first outing, especially under the circumstances of him also not knowing that he was going to be playing. Right, yes. but, but uh, I think in, from a defensive perspective, uh, the difference from Herbert and Terod Taylor is is quite large. Yeah, and I mean, I I cooled off on Herbert after seeing him. You know, when I thought he was going to be in the twenty nineteen draft, like really thinking, oh man, this guy's the real deal. Um, I left Dolan on that train, but you know, Herbert, he's he's got athleticism, he can make plays, and he's got a really good arm. Um, the thing with him was always decision making, and I just don't think this Panthers. I just think this Panthers defense is truly abysmal, and this is not a good matchup for them. I think they're going to be able to run the ball at, with ease with Kelly and Eckler. Yeah, um, the, and the then Panthers Herbert, defense hasn't had a sack yet. Yeah, even though even though Brian Burns is showcasing some moves coming off the edge. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, the Panthers, this would be a good spot for them, and I probably would take them at 6.5, but I'm going to stay away and, and expect the Chargers to, to win this game. Uh the Lions are visiting the Cardinals, and uh, Tommy, you're on the Lions money line, right? 
I kind of like the Lions plus six. Oh, I'm not gonna God, lie. For the same no, reasons I liked them, no, no, the no, same no, reasons no. I liked them last no, no, week no, no, against no. Uh, against Green you Bay. Last week I said um, the Lions are gonna lose by like twenty to twenty five points, and Lee scoffed at me. And then for, what do you know, forty two twenty one. What? Yeah, that. Uh, and you know, hey, it, the game could look very similar. Um, you know, when I when I put Kyler at number five in my QB rankings, it was for this reason because I. I knew that this was about to be that year where Kyler was going to get unleashed. I still want to see more from this Cardinals passing attack. Um, I think so much of Kyler's impact has been his legs, which is awesome. But I'm really, I'm really looking forward to them kind of letting it rip. Um, I think the clear side with this was the over when it was at 50. It's now it's gained six points or five and a half points. You know, um, I still think the, the Cardinals' defense isn't as good as Green Bay's. I think that the Lions are going to be live in this back. game. Galladay's back. Um, I think the Lions are going to be live, no matter what. You know, I think no matter how, kind of like the, I mean, not like the Lions defense is anything close to the Redskins, at least from a pass rushing standpoint, but the Lions are down by 14 in the second half or whatever. I still think that they're going to be able to put up points. You're just going to have to get some stops against Kyler, which is obviously easier said than done. But um, I think the Lions are going to be live. And again, I'm going to keep throwing around must win, but geez. (laughs) Patricia coaching for his coaching for his career, um, you know uh, the Cardinals. The Cardinals should win this game, but I'm expecting this game to fly over the total, and you know maybe Cardinals win. So the Lions cover too, 30, 35, uh, or no, thirty-eight, thirty-three. This is a must lose so that Patricia doesn't retain his job. That's that's what this is. Yeah, um, he's a joke. He's an absolute fat joke. The the Buccaneers are laying six against Jeff Driscoll and the Broncos. So uh, I think Lee was texting me earlier about this game. Or is it Bortles? I'm assuming it's going to be Driscoll. I think it's Driscoll. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll die on the Tampa Bay minus six hill. Yeah, um, this is my favorite teaser of the week. Uh, Tampa Bay down to money line and under 49. I think the under is a good look in this game. Um, and I uh, Tampa Bay's defense, I think they got a really good unit. And this Buccaneers offense, I still think is figuring it out. I still think they're going to win. Um, but I really like the under in this game and, and the Tampa Bay side. So bring them down to the money line and, and boost that under to 49. So not a lot of analysis to go here. Um, I'm waiting for the Buccaneers offense to kind of gel with Brady. And I think it's a little interesting, you know, philosophical discussion about how much longer is Arians going to try and force feed this down Brady's throat when – it kind of seems like it's not really what Brady wants to do. At least it's kind of the polar opposite of what they were doing in New England last year. But that being said, he had a couple brutal drops last week against Carolina, and that, that game was probably closer than it should have been. So I'm on the Bucks as well, Flepper. Yeah, you, you want to take this next one? Yeah, I do want to take this next one because I was getting ready on Sunday of last week to just lay into the Cowboys this week. And I still kind of want to do that because they really shouldn't have won that game. Um, (laughs) I still, you know, I'm still trying to figure out why going for two down when you're down nine is the right decision. I don't think it is. Well, supposedly the, supposedly the analytics say that the reason the Cowboys won last week is because they went for two and missed it and went down by nine. So it changes your game script and you know, that you need to score faster. I guess that's the logic. I could be, I, I could be butchering I, that. I just don't. But 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 what are the odds that you actually get an onside kick? 
Like they shouldn't. Exactly. They shouldn't have even gotten the onside kick. They sh- they shouldn't have gotten the onside kick. And even more concerning to me was the two fake punts, which I'm okay with one fake punt, but you've got this great offense. You've got Zeke Elliott. One of them was like fourth and three or in shorter or something like that. Keep the offense out if you're going to go for it on fourth. Don't have, you know, whoever the punter is, I'm spacing out his name, Maher or whatever, just throw a duck fart to a gunner <laughs> on, on, the, on the edge. Literally, that looked like me throwing a ball in pads. That's, that's what that pass looked like. Um, another game where the over is up to 57, I still think I'd probably play it at 57. I think this game hit 60. I think both of these teams are going to be just – Scoring at will. Um, the Seahawks can't rush the passer. The Cowboys really can't rush the passer either. Uh, and then on the other side, they're, they're both of these teams' secondaries, I think, are questionable. Um, I think the Cowboys are the right side, plus five. I mean, uh, I don't know. I would like the Cowboys at six and a half maybe or something like that. But I'm definitely going to take the Seahawks because I think they're just a better team right now. But... Uh, much like the Lions with Arizona, I think that you know the Cowboys could be down by it, just like they were against Atlanta. I think this offense is live really at any time, um, and the fact that the Seattle can't rush the passer and get pressure on Dak like we saw the Rams really—that's when the Rams really affected the Cowboys on that opening game was with their ability to um, get pressure on Dak. I think that he's going to be able to pick apart both of these defenses. Then on the other side, Russ is playing at an MVP level. He's a clear front runner for the MVP with I guess maybe Rodgers being a close second. Um, I, I can't wait for this game. I think it's going to be an awesome, really fun, high-scoring game, uh, you know, kind of in the vein of that that Chiefs-Rams game from a couple years ago. I just think both of these teams are going to be going at it. This is another game. Uh, I mean, the Packers, man. As much as I hate the Packers, I mean, plus three on the road with no fans in New Orleans mm-hmm. after the Saints have kind of, you know, they beat the Bucks, but then they looked really shaky against the Raiders. I, I'm all over the Packers. Yeah, Clep, I am too, and we're really seeing, you know, I kind of was a, a Breeze arm strength apologist when we were going over the, the NFC South, and we're really seeing that without Michael Thomas, who is kind of like an extension of the run game, you know, like it's yeah. second and seven, and they just give Thomas a seven-yard slant, and so much of their offense is running the ball with Kamara, Latavius, and then feeding Michael Thomas. We've seen Emmanuel Sanders, who's just – irrelevant as a deep threat because they just can't really get him the ball um yeah i think the saints team until they get michael thomas back i think is we got to downgrade them a little bit and then the packers on the other hand i yeah i'm completely with you clep i i got the packers on the money line um along with the under in this game i think this much like the uh or not much like the the cowboys and the the cardinals game this is another total that's in the 50s that I just think both of these defenses are pretty good. Um, I probably would take the Saints team total under, too. I, I just don't really see how these teams are going to be putting up a bunch of points. Um, but I definitely think the Packers are the right side. Uh, lastly, I mean, this is another thing. I'm, I'm all over the Chiefs plus three and a half. I don't know. Anytime, really? anytime you can get the Chiefs, like, on, like with, I don't know. I, under, I understand that the Ravens are no, you're... are a really good team, but if you're going to give me the Chiefs with plus money, like, I'm going to take it. Yeah, uh, Clep, I completely see your logic, and I agree with it. But, um, and I and I just think the Ravens kind of, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm too biased from last week against the Chargers, but the Ravens have been my favorite defense in the NFL going in this year. And Lamar on offense, the rushing attack, the Charger, I mean, the Chiefs have a really have had trouble stopping the run. 
uh, at least last week against the Chargers. I just don't really think this is a good matchup for the Chiefs right now, just with the way their defense is playing. But if the Chiefs' defense can kind of play up to their competition, they've kind of been a little disappointing through two. Um, they 100% are live for this game. And Klepp, like you said, anytime you're getting Mahomes over the three mark, you're getting three and a half, and you're getting plus money with them, and they're always live for a comeback. I just think the Ravens are probably the best team in the NFL right now and are really just in the in peaking right now. So I'm going to take the Ravens, um, but of, of course I'd not, I would not be shocked if if the Chiefs won this game. Um, and I, I can't wait for this game. This is, this is just an awesome slate we got here in week three, and this is probably the AFC championship that we deserved last year. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pumped for this one. Tommy, before we go, let's give the people um, a good parlay. To, to leave on. I know you said you, you bet one. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna give the people Chiefs plus three and a half, Packers plus three, Steelers minus four and a half. 25 will give okay. you 180. Ooh, I like that. I mean, I got this earlier in the week. I got Atlanta, San Francisco, and Tampa Bay. I put 35 down for 73. It was my last 35. I'm in the waning, uh, you know, I'm in the waning days of my my, my parlay and my betting career. It's, it's been tough. Um, but hey, Got my Lightning Lakers championship parlay plus two fifty. Oh, if Ta- if Tampa's able to come through with me, that was brutal last night. Clap, I, f- I felt for you. Tough that one. was an awful, awful call on Ben. They got to swallow the whistles in overtime. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't let you can't. I mean, but that being said, Tampa I think has been the better team so far. But that doesn't mean they deserve to win because it's Stanley Cup, and both of these teams are playing incredibly hard. Shout out Joe Pavelski, former Shark. Just what a player. What a player. I, I like um, the quick turnaround yeah. tonight for the Stars. Let's get back out there. Yeah, let's get back out there. I think, you know, the NHL, just did, that's a clear sign that the NFL is king. They want no part yeah. of Sunday. They, yeah. want, they want no part of, uh, of, of a uh, 5 o'clock Pacific start on Sunday going up against Green Bay and, uh, you know, New Orleans. So um, definitely pumped to be watching some hockey tonight. Um, and uh, we got a great slate tomorrow. So hopefully we'll get L-Dog back in the, in the studio next Absolutely. Week. Uh, all right, Tommy. Always a pleasure. You stay scheming. You stay scheming. Got to gotta run and, and get my back on my Ozark grind. Yeah, yes, sir. Hey, enjoy those miles. Let's push it up to five miles pretty oh, soon, right? Yeah. What are you at? You're at four or four and a half right now?